0: This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Yo, good evening, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you may be. Welcome to another episode of the Same Old Arsenal. I'm your host tonight, Dan Potts, and I have got Super Kevin Campbell-KC with me. Kev, how you doing, mate? Dan, I'm great.
1: I'm looking forward to this one because we're going to have some fun with this, mate. I'm telling you. <laughs> it's, who's
0: not in there? That's the one who's, people are going to be worried about. Do you know what? I, I hope you don't get too much stick for that, man, because there's going to be a lot of people shouting at the screens. How could you leave him out? How could you leave this? This is some tough, of man. The players. Some of the players are going to be saying, oh, I get what's going on. How am I out of your team?
1: But hey, listen,
0: it's all good. It is all good. Uh, Kev, this is going to be your 1-11 to 11. of Players that you have played with. We mm-hmm. could do players that you've played against. We could do players that you've loved and haven't played against. Um, we can do players that you uh, we could do an Arsenal one. But I thought mm-hmm. it was best to do one that you've played with because you've trained with these players. You've played with a lot. How tough was this, first of all? Uh,
1: it's It's very tough. It is very tough because... I'm one of those players who have have left, I was at Arsenal, came through the ranks with great young Mm. players and moved on from Arsenal and went to Nottingham Forest and, you know, went to Turkey. Played with some absolutely brilliant players out in Turkey and came back to Everton. Played with some really good players at Everton. One of them is one of my favourites, Don Hutchinson, to Mm. ever play with. I could tell you that he knew my game inside out. We just connected and uh, and obviously, great escape, West Brom. Not so much of the top players, but good characters, you know, good lads. And uh, finished at Cardiff. Uh, but, I mean, listen, I could pick two or three teams, if I'm honest with you, Dan.
0: I yeah, I bet you could, man. I bet you could. Let's get going, because I want to get into these players properly. So, what formation have you gone with, first of all, Kev?
1: I've gone for the old tried-and-tested four four two, or you could call it we can you can call it four two four, just depending whether you got the ball or you haven't got the ball. Um could tweak it as well to a four five one if if ever needed. So, you know, with the players that's in this squad, it is very mobile and very yeah. flexible. So I think um it would be a very dangerous team, I tell you. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I hope I make the bench, I tell you.
0: <laughs> <I'll> <laughs> yeah, it's going to be... Oh, I tell you, it'll be difficult for anyone to get in this side because I have obviously had the uh, pleasure of seeing it. So, start us off in goal. Um, quite a few options, I suppose, for you. But uh, talk to me about the goalkeeping situation. Well, I,
1: if, if I'm honest with you, Dan, um, the goalkeeping spot was quite an easy one uh, for me because by far the best goalkeeper um, I've been around. I know John Lukic was excellent, but when Dave Seaman came in, he made that 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 famous back four even more special mm-hmm. and, you know, almost done the invincible thing um, when we won the title in 91. And um, I just thought Dave Seaman was a breath of fresh air to the football club and he was so safe. You could rely on him. You know, they call him save fans, but he was so safe. He was calm and he was just brilliant for for the football club. So I'm going
0: with Dave Seaman in goal. David Seaman, what an unbelievable goalkeeper. I put this picture up for a reason because this is the best save I've ever seen, period. Yeah. Yeah. People talk about Gordon Banks against uh, against the greats. People talk about saves that have been in the Premier League. This save is unbelievable. It's a goal. Everybody thought it was. Dan, that is a goal. That is a goal.
1: But f- by sheer brilliance, by sheer will, by the strength of character that <laughs> Dave Seabird has, he clawed it out from the goal and kept kept it out. It was it was one of the most ridiculous saves anybody will ever see. Never mind Arsenal fans. It was 100%. totally crazy
0: i remember watching it i was actually on holiday believe it or not when i watched that i was on holiday with my dad and we, both of us went oh because it was that was it we yeah. thought it was in Pesca solado that was it and i think it was silence for probably the rest of the game <laughs> because it was just disbelief that this has not gone in the back of the net Unbelievable. What have you yeah what have you witnessed great goalkeeper. And you know what I loved about Dave Seaman as well, Kev, was his, his coordination. He knew his left foot from his right hand. He just knew where everything was in the goal. And I think sometimes people remember him for the wrong reasons, though. I think they believe Naeem from the halfway line, Ronaldinho. I thought that doesn't put anything against his career His career for me because he's more than made up for it, in my opinion. Uh, those stuff could
1: catch out any goalkeeper. I can yeah. tell you that much. You know, Naeem's one was was a was a was a sheer. Uh, he did go for the goal, of course he is, but you don't expect it to be perfection, and it was it was perfection. As for Ronaldinho's one, well, did he mean it? Did not he? I don't know, but you know, it ended up in the back of the net, and it can catch keepers out. This is this is the way these things go. Certain mistakes will be made, but one thing I will say, there ain't many keepers who won't want a career like Dave Seaman. I could tell you that much.
0: No, hundred percent. What was he like as a guy as well, Kevin? Because he's always come across as a top bloke. Yeah, oh,
1: excellent guy, excellent guy. As long as he's got his fishing rods and and he's talking about fishing, he loves it, mate. You know, proper Yorkshireman. And uh, I just thought he 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 brought a calmness to that defence as well, knowing that he was behind them. Great on crosses, great communication, and you know what I mean. He, he if he needed to shout. That bellowing voice, mate. I tell you, that bear would shout, mate. I tell you, excellent <laughs> goalkeeper, excellent,
0: yeah,
1: and he could turn the air blue as well. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet. I
0: bet he I could. Bet. I tell you. <laughs> uh right, let's come into your defence. Let's start with your right back. Um, talk to me about how hard this position was. Well, I have played with some 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 really good players there, but again, this was
1: this for me was pretty easy one. Um, because when when you've played when you've played with a, a a back four, I've got to mention the back four. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that have 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 been record breaking, and they've made such a difference to the football club. Not not just one or two seasons, over such a long period, and over a, a certain managers, you know. Lee Dixon was was incredible. And, you know, Lee Dixon, I don't think I think Lee Dixon and Nigel Winterburn, who I'm going to come on to, I'm sure, a little bit after. For me, they are so underrated, <laughs> still so underrated what they done for that club. And Lee came in from Stoke. No, I remember his first day. Nobody. He didn't know anybody. Nobody really gave these guys a chance. I remember the fan base a bit like now. They'd be like, who's the buying up? Someone from Stoke. What's all this? Da, da? You know, you know how it goes, Dan. But boy, did we get us did we get someone in who, who one was mentally tough, two, could play, three was fit, and four, he bought into the Arsenal way. And he's a gooner now. You know what I mean? He's from Manchester, he's a a a boyhood City fan, but he's a gooner. Once Arsenal's been touched him, he's a gooner, man. You know what I mean? So, (laughs) Lee Dixon has to be my
0: right back. I think he's a great shot. For me, he's the best right back to play for the club. A lot of people will say that Lauren deserves credit and a lot of people like Sanya. For me, Lee Dixon walked straight in because he was part of one of the best defences that there's ever been, not just ever, ever in the been. Premier League, that there's ever been. And, uh, you know, I think George Graham deserves credit, a lot of credit for for for, for going and getting, you know, you mentioned Winterburner will come on to shortly from Wimbledon, getting uh, Steve Bold and Lee Dixon both from Stoke. People, you know, nowadays would have said, what the hell are we going and getting Stoke and Wimbledon players for? Yeah, and what true. he's done is turn them into outstanding, outstanding back line, wasn't it? You know, so I think George Graham deserves credit for that, Kev. Uh, uh, do you know what, Dan? When when we deal with the whole back
1: four, I'll tell you some of the things that you, George Graham mm. used to say. Because I used to work with him, even as a youth team player, I used to work with that back four and back five with John Lukic first and then Dave Seaman. I used to work with that back four quite a bit. And he put them through their paces, let me tell you. There was not one week where they didn't do work. So, How can I imagine. It was, listen, they, they, they these guys put... In the work, let me tell you so to get the accolades like now, still be recognised. I think is testimony to the work that the likes of Lee Dixon and and I'm sure we're coming on to Nigel next. So, mm.
0: yeah. yeah, well listen, your left the left back was was my next one, and you've already mentioned him, and it's going to be quite obvious the other two as well. Nigel Winterburn from Wimbledon. It was it was a, a, a signing that it just worked, and like you say, the hard work itself. He was a player that will always, unfortunately, um, be seen behind Ashley Cole because of how good Ashley Cole went on to be and was for Arsenal. But this guy was so good, wasn't he, Nigel Winterburn?
1: And, and what, what people got to understand is Nigel Winterburn came in, and when he first got his chance, he was playing at right back as a left footer. Because <laughs> wow. the left back was Kenny Sansom, who was mm. England's number one. So Nigel had to get through playing... At, at right back, and then he had to get past Kenny Sansom, who was the number one. Where and you know what fans are like, fans start to compare, don't they? You know, oh, he's not Kenny, he's not this because Kenny was brilliant.
0: <laughs> oh, but yeah, but
1: slowly, but slowly, but surely, that's what Nigel is. Nigel's determined, he's a determined guy, he's tough as anything. He can put it about, and he can, he's fit, he can get up and down that left hand side. And he he complimented Tony Adams for what Tony Adams was, you know. With Nigel there, he really complimented brothers. And um, the full, our fullbacks were sensational. Our fullbacks were the Trent and and Robinson, yeah, Robertson of that day. They're the ones who used to fly back up and down that them lines and be the extra men forward, and we knew how to use them. So. Fair play to Nigel and and Lee Dixon as as the fullbacks. They make my team anyway, that's for sure. I played with, listen, I played with Stuart Pearce Mm. at Nottingham Forest and Stuart Pearce was a top, top player. But unfortunately for Stuart Pearce, Nigel Winterburn gets it because the sum of the parts, you know, Stuart Pearce is a great player, but I know what these four guys bring. And these four or five, should I say, with the goalie, there was no one better. No one better than these guys
0: as a unit. Well, let's bring... Let's bring these other two in. Um, I'm going to throw the pictures up first and talk about it. It's very, very obvious. First of all, of course, it is Mr. Arsenal. I mean, I think he walks into everyone's one to 11 that's ever looked at the guy. He was that good. Um, and you've gone for, for Steve Bold. Now, yeah, a lot of people have said Martin Keown and, and, and Tony Adams, Tony Adams and Steve Bold. Obviously in 98, it was Tony Adams and Steve Bold together along with, uh, Dixon and Winterburn that got us that title. W- why have you gone for Adams and Bold, Kev? I've gone for Adams and Bold solely because of the,
1: the longevity of, of of that back four, back five. Mm. You know, Steve Bold, again, came in from Stoke. Everyone was thinking... And, and Steve Bold used to play fullback, by the way. There At six go. and five, he used to play fullback. <laughs> but, he, you know, George Graham soon brought him in the centre of the pitch. And a, a, a lot of the battles, told the used to tell him, look... You could have to deal with you could have to deal with Rambo, and he's talking about who who's Rambo. Like you know, you don't know his first day. Like yeah. so, through the gap at Coney, through the gap, I trot, and he's like, "Who the hell is that?" Like you know what I mean? <laughs> so we get into a, we get playing, and it's a battle, and he's like, "Jesus, he's a handful." And he's like, "How old is he?" Like you know, I, f- I think at the time I was like seventeen. He said, oh, my goodness. But that was that was how you got the baptism of fire. Mm. And if you could deal with that constantly with George Graham overloading the defence, because uh, at times, you know, Dan, that back four, back five, used to play um, eight against their five. Then it was nine against five. Then he throw one midfielder in, nine against six. Then he'll play ten against six and you've got to score, and if they win the ball, then they've got to play their way out, and we've got to try and trap them. So, and that was a constant. Honestly, these guys deserve all the accolades because I know they put the work in to be brilliant, and they were excellent. Do you know, as soon as we scored, we knew more likely than not we're going to win the game. Do you know how good that is for a fan? (laughs) It's great for a fan because
0: you take the lead, and you know the Arsenal back four with the arm up and all that. It was brilliant. Yeah. And that's the <laughs> thing with Steve Bold, isn't it? That's what Boldy said. Boldy said, you don't concede a goal. You ain't going to lose the game. No. And it's spot on. And, you know, I, I look at this back line and just think it deserves all the plaudits that it has done over the years. And, and you know, Martin Keon deserves a mention as well, to be fair. I know that it's a, it's a player that you uh, you appreciate as well um, because, you know, yeah. a, a lot of people talk about Boldy. Well, the stuff. problem with Martin,
1: and it, and this is the thing you see, Dan, the problem with Martin was Martin left and then he came back. That's it. And when he came back, he would get certain games, etc. But it's weird. All of the big games, Martin seemed to be injured. And it used to drive him mad. It used to drive us mad because there were opportunities for him to, like, play. For instance, you know, the, the, the Cup Winners Cup final, et cetera. Mm. FA Cup, for you know, but it, Martin had injuries, so there ain't much you can do. Martin was a top player as well, committed Arsenal through and through. But I can I can really only speak about these four with Dave Seaman, the five, because week in week out, I trained against mm. them as a kid. Then we came into the first team, played against them, played with them. They were solid against a range of forwards. One, one, one of only two Arsenal teams to win in Europe.
0: Yeah,
1: beat a Parma yeah. team, kept that Parma team with Brolin, Esprit, Zola, all them to zero. Goal, only conceding eighteen goals in a, a Premier League. Yeah. Lost that like, one game at Chelsea, where the back four would decimate. I think Dave Villiers ended up playing in the back four.
0: Oh, that's right.
1: Do you know what I mean? So, when you think about... The, I think Steve Bould had to go off as well. We were decimated. But whenever they were together, there was nobody better. Nobody better. I'm telling you.
0: Fair play. And I can't argue with anything you've said in on, on the backfire so far. Now it gets interesting. We're going into the midfield. I'm going to let you choose <laughs> yeah. who you want to first in your centre mid- first centre midfielder.
1: My first centre midfielder is the South London Brazilian. Um, I know he played on the right, but if anyone ever saw Rocky play centre midfield, he was, he was special. He really was special. And you've seen that goal that he scored at Old Trafford where Ugh. Robson and Ince are in the midfield and he just dances his way through them and chips Peter Schmeichel from about 35 yards in off the bar. Hits him on the head and goals in. That's Rocky. In, in, in the bruised banana. Hey, that's Rocky. You know, he could do that. He could get stuck in with the best of them. He was tough. He had silky skills. He's my man. Centre midfielder, the first one in there. Rocky Rollcastle, Castle. Talk about break lines, Dan, and run with the ball from centre midfield. He could beat his man and take off and then opens everything up for the forwards. So, Rocky's my first name down.
0: And I don't think anyone's going to argue with it. You know, I was, um, I was unfortunate really to grow up at a time where I only really remember or we'll start supporting Arsenal around the 92 era. And that's why I'm a massive fan of Righty because he came on the scene yeah. um, up top with yourself. But Rocky was kind of, you know, leaving the scenes uh, in terms of Arsenal from then. And it's a shame for me because I, I think the type of player that he was, and, and, and I know that he, uh, he was and, and seen videos of him, I would have loved him. And mm-hmm. he's got the mentality as well, has he, Kev? He had the mentality. Oh. Tough. yeah yeah and you know that's for, what I all Tony's,
1: for all Tony Adams's leadership from the top you need your leaders with the glue underneath to help knit it together and that's what mm-hmm. Rocky was I could tell you that Rocky was a glue that knitted everything together he got on with everybody in the squad Rodders was undoubtedly 100% the number one leader but these bo- these guys had come up through the ranks these guys knew each other's game. They knew how to back each other up. Mickey Thomas, Paul Davis was obviously a bit older as well. Mm. But you know, you need those glue guys. And Rocky was, was one of those guys. Superb. Absolutely superb.
0: Yeah, he was absolute legend. Arsenal legend, without a doubt. Uh, who's going to partner him then, KC, in midfield? Well, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to go for uh, the Maverick, who is, that is Paul
1: Gascoigne. And, having played with Paul Gascoigne and played against Paul Gascoigne. Mm. Uh, he was, he honestly, some of the things he could do with a foot, I've never seen anybody do stuff like that with a football. You know, we talk about players who can take the game by the scruff of the neck. This guy could take the game by any game, no matter who's on the football pitch, Dan. He could take the game by the scruff of the neck. He could raise the tempo, slow the tempo down. He could beat five players and go and score. He could do so much, so many things on a football pitch. And uh, yeah, I just got—I've got to have. I know he played for the enemy, but I played with him at uh, Everton uh, in, obviously, at the end of his career. But he still could do certain things. He wasn't the same player. Injuries had taken a lot of his sharpness, etc. But I, when I look back on the stuff he's done. I can't leave him out. I, I, no. I could choose Mikita. I could choose another. This, this could be all Arsenal. <laughs> this could <laughs> yeah, easily it could. be all Arsenal for me. But I have to choose Gaza because Gaza was just... In, in that 1990 World Cup, he was the best player in the world. He was the best player in the World Cup. He was. And that,
0: yeah, he was. that was rude. There was everyone there. Gaza was the best. So do I've you got think, to go with him. Do you think Gaza could have been... Even better if he would have made the move to Manchester United. I mean, I know it's hindsight and stuff, but we yeah. look at it now and you think, this guy, I just felt, and I know this is nothing, no disrespect to anywhere that he went in his career, Newcastle, Spurs, Lazio, Rangers, great, great clubs, huge clubs, whether we love him or hate him. But I just thought Gaza deserved more. I thought Gaza deserved to be the best player in the world at one of the best teams in the world, like Manchester United of the 90s. Yeah, his his talent
1: was undoubted. Yeah. His problem sometimes was up here.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he was
1: a he was a he was a crazy Geordie who loved to have fun. And you know what? He's such a lovely guy as well, Dan. Honestly, he's such a lovely guy. But you know, I think Sir Alex Ferguson scared him. I'll be honest with you. I think Sir Alex Ferguson scared him. Terry Venables was more, you know, down to earth a little bit and you know would give him a little bit of leeway, etc., And that's why I think Gazza done the deal to, to Spurs. But if it had gone to United, could you imagine Gazza in that
0: midfield? Well, imagine. Imagine. Wow. Unbelievable wow. player. And I think, you know, you talk about Beckhams and, um, and uh, Gerrards and Rooney's. I think for me, you know, he probably was the best young young talent that England have produced, in my opinion, I think, Gascoigne. Uh, I think uh, you listen. look at that. Well, I, I, I'm lucky
1: enough to have seen yeah. one. To have played with one at fourteen, I'd never seen anything like that at fourteen. But <laughs> I'd never, I'd never seen. I, w- I remember watching um, England played France in the under 21s at Highbury, and obviously we're doing the duties. I'm a youth team player, so we have to do clean the dressing rooms and all that. So that's why we're at the game. Okay. And Gazza was ridiculous. He was absolutely. <laughs> Honestly, he was. <laughs> absolutely ridiculous. He was so good. I was like, do you know the things he was doing with a football? I was thinking to myself, I've never seen anybody do that then. <laughs> do you know do you what I mean? I, yeah. I, I'm, now, I'm now in full-time football. I've watched football all my life. I've seen the Brazilian teams, but the stuff he was doing, I was like, and he was doing it at pace as well. It was it was in, dribbling. He was he was incredible. And, and if anybody ever has seen, if you haven't, watch it. But if you remember, you know, when Newcastle played Wimbledon and Vinnie Jones grabbed him. <laughs> if you watch the, the full
0: video, why Vinnie Jones done that? He done that to slow him down. Because guy yeah. was ripping him to pieces. Yeah. And I think he's, he admitted it, didn't he? I think he came yeah. out and said, that's the only way I could slow the kid down. Yeah. He was running rings around me. He
1: yeah. was unbelievable.
0: He was unbelievable. Unbelievable, unbelievable talent, and of course, a hilarious character as well. <laughs> oh, great guy,
1: great guy. Honestly, do you know what, Dad? I gotta tell this story about Gazza. Go on, right? go on. So, is Everton, and do you remember Abel Xavier with the blonde hair mm. and the blonde beard? Xavier, you know, yeah, he, I do. He, him and Abel used to have bardies all the time, but great banter, like you know. So. He used to cut Abel's socks. He used to do all sorts of Abel's. Abel, you know, was a fashionista. He used to come in and he used to cut armpits out of his jumpers. <laughs> he used to torture. Him. So it was Valentine's and he was, um, Cheryl was coming up from London. Private jet up, taking her for all the business. Kazza was dead dressed in it. He's got the waistcoat on with all the love arts and everything. That. <laughs> so we finished training. A Gaza Gaza smoked a few tabs, so he's outside the facility at, at uh at Everton. And he's, he's he's having a smoke and we're all having a chat outside. So all I heard from upstairs was, hey Gascoigne, Gaza, gaza, gaza! So uh, Gazza Gaza turns and looks up and all the dirty water from the cleaning of the boots. Oh, no. tipped it all over him and do you remember like in the world cup when he started crying gaza started crying, crying his eyes out right <laughs> he said she's gonna kill me she's gonna kill me so we'd already had a word with the kit men, jimmy martin and that so gaza goes in and says I'm, I'm gonna i've got to go and pick cheryl up now you know what have you got for me so they brought out this game gazza this old shell suit. It must have been from the 80s, right? <laughs> and they put all the trainers away and he had to put he had to wear shoes. So he had shoes oh, no. on and a shell suit. He had no t-shirt on. He went with his bare chest to pick Cheryl. Apparently she she lost the plot with him. <laughs> Abel was crying with uh. laughter. He said, I'm gonna get you, Abel, I'm gonna get you bad. But that was so funny, mate, honestly.
0: What a way to try and get Gascoigne back. Oh, man, he was oh. a practical joker, weren't he, from what I hear? And, uh, and a great guy. And do you know what? I I think he walks into most people's 1-11. to Anyone that played a minute with Paul Gascoigne mm-hmm. always picks him. Um, let's go to the right midfielder. Uh, obviously, you talked about Rocky. could have played over there. So who yeah. have you gone for on the right, Casey? On the right, I've gone for a, a,
1: a player I connected with uh, straight away who could play both right or left. And um, I thought his impact when he came to the club was superb, um, was a super Swede, Anders Limpar. Anders Limpar, I thought for probably two years or two years that he was at the club, for a, 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 a snapshot of his career, at times he was unplayable. Dan, mm. he was unplayable. Mm. That In 1991, he was unplayable, mate, I'm telling you. He scored the winner at Old Trafford with, with the Barney, you know, where yeah, we got Dr. Barney, points, et cetera. But, you know, at times, he was absolutely brilliant. Both footed, could pick a pass, quick, sharp, and a really, really nice guy as well. And um, I really got on with Anders. And, um, you know, our, he's he's got a really good football brain, I seem to connect with him and uh, I really enjoyed playing with him. And uh, if anyone, again, if anyone's ever seen that comeback against um, or, or the demolition of Sheffield Wednesday where it's 1-1 with 20 minutes to go and we ended up beating them 7-1 at, at Highbury, check that game out and look at some of the passes and the way we dovetailed together. It just clicked and uh, we went on the tech. That was a 92 for 92 video. That was uh, brilliant.
0: Yeah, talk, do you think though, Kev, sometimes because of the Overmarses and the Pireses and the Lundbergs of this world, and even the modern times of the Sanchezes, do you think sometimes Limpar goes under the radar a bit?
1: Yeah, I think he does. Of course he does. Um, I think Overmars was a brilliant player. Of course he was. Mm. But, you know, as influential as he was, Anders was that influential. I would agree. In that Arsenal yeah. team, I'll tell you that much. And uh, But I think it's because it's more modern, you know... Cause unfortunately, we're talking about division one titles. Mm. Now you're talking about Premier League titles. When you <laughs> talk about Premier League, it's like division one, it's like that never really existed before. Yeah. But yeah. player for player, I'm telling you, this boy, Anders Limpa, was special. He was special. And uh, you only need to look at that goal he scored against Liverpool at Highbury, where just past the halfway line and he he lobs, I think it was Mike Hooper. We won that game 4-0, and Anders Limpo was was unplayable in that game. He scores from about 50 yards out, 60 yards or whatever it was. No, it was more, about 80. And um, absolutely brilliant. And I lifted him up and, you know, hey, all bow to this guy, man, because his football brain was brilliant
0: yeah fair play i can't argue with it and when when you told me about it i thought yeah a player that people forget about i think because of who i've just mentioned but yeah. one that was hugely hugely talented in my opinion who's on the uh left hand side mate well i'm gonna i'm gonna go for george's uh favorite uh paul
1: merson <laughs> and he he don't he, he if you say to me you're george's favorite he would say no i won't will what but george george he was george's favorite um Paul Mercer obviously started it through the middle. He was a striker. And I think to get more goals into the team, that's where I was coming through. I think Mercer then moved to the left. I got into the team. So we had threats from everywhere then. You know, if if me and Smudger weren't doing it, Mercer could do it. Anders could do it. Rocky could do it. Mickey Thomas could do it. You know, so you've got threats everywhere and he, he, di- he didn't really have a left foot, but he scored some crackers. But the great thing about him on that left, he could beat you down the line, but he could also come in. And when he comes in on his right foot, you're in trouble. And you've seen
0: him score some absolute screamers. He just doesn't score normal goals. He don't. I, I, I'll have to agree. I think he's got one of the best right foots I've ever seen in football. I really do. And and I know people can might laugh at that, but I actually think that This guy was potentially underrated when he left Arsenal. He was rated when he was at the club. And I think when he left, I don't think he got the mentions back in history that he deserves now. Because I look at what he brought to Arsenal as a youngster. The 89, he got Young Player of the Year, didn't he? And then obviously it got better and better for him. Plays in all sorts of positions. But then when he went... On to what he did at Villa, Portsmouth. I mean, Harry Redknapp says best signing he's ever made. I think yeah. was was Paul Merson. I think he deserves so much more credit. And, and, and a top bloke. I have had the pleasure of meeting Merce twice at an audience with me and my dad. Absolute gentleman. I could not believe how nice the guy was. You know, this nice yeah, and he's funny as honest, well. He's funny, hilariously funny. Absolutely loves a hilarious. laugh,
1: loves a joke, loves loves to you know, loves to connect. Uh, Merson does. And a great, great, great player. But again, you know, a lot of the players from that era mm. maybe won't get the accolades. Yeah, love the beer as well. <laughs> um, a lot of players from that era maybe don't get the accolade because it's the Arsenal, and Arsenal move on and they get greater players and better players, and you yeah. know, going invincible and doing all this, winning double. Listen. But that's what Arsenal's about. So you pass it on. You guys take it now. But, again, the fan base, how young the fan base is at times, like the older lot, respect us a lot more. Mm. You know, my era, a little bit older, those guys respect us a lot more because they were around in Highbury days, etc. Now it's the Emirates and, you know, we got it's all a change. A lot of our lot are, you know, are still at Highbury maybe. But... (laughs) Yeah, but it's it's um, those two on the wings, I know, are very dangerous. Not only can they create, they can get back, they can protect the full they can score goals, and they can create both of them.
0: And you say that he was George's favourite. Why, why do you think that was?
1: Uh, um, I tell, I'll be honest with you, we're not sure. Merce <laughs> used to get away. with used to get away. We used to say, Merce, you must have something on, George. And he just used to laugh. He used to laugh at you no... Know? But just Mur just used to get little special privileges, and George likes used to like, like winking at him and all that kind of thing. And you know, as a team, you're like, hold on a minute, what's going on there? Like, you know. <laughs> but no, it was, but it was good fun. I think George started to play at it a bit. You know what I mean? And and stuff. But it was good, really good fun.
0: Yeah, top top bloke and top player, and I can see why he's walked into this side. We are. We've got two more positions, Casey. Believe it or not, um, this must have was this the two hardest choices or? Yeah. Or what? Because you've played with some top top strikers, haven't you? Yeah. And obviously you were one as well. So you've been humble enough not to put yourself in. So let's yeah, go with your first one. No, I can't one. be in this team.
1: Done? I can't be in this team. And uh, listen, there's one there's one player who I'm a bit gutted that I'm I, I don't put in there. And okay. uh, let me just explain that before I I, I tell you my first one. The player who I I would would have had in there would have been Alan Smith. Okay, and for people who don't realize how good Alan Smith was, let me tell you he 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 taught me so much about being a number nine how to play how to angle your body you know just just how to be a target man how you use how you use the defender against the defender. And he said, "With your strength, you you know you could do this." So uh, that's what I, I I used to work on stuff that he told me, and I used to do that, etc. Uh, Alan Smith was was brilliant, absolutely brilliant striker. Who, when he came, he made the he made the team better, mm-hmm. and we wouldn't win no titles without Alan Smith, that's for sure. And don't forget, eighty nine, he got that first goal. That was the input, That was the icebreaker in eighty nine. Was- that, that icebreaker he did get a touch liverpool tried to argue it out he got the first one and then we could go on and win it and uh anna smith was and our palmer and palmer you know palmer listen what a strike as well what a was, great great strike and smudge could do that he was he was an excellent player and you know what he's an excellent guy he's an excellent commentator as well um just genuinely a really really good guy and uh I'm so pleased to have played with him. But unfortunately, Dan, <laughs> unfortunately, this is the blessing. I've played with a lot of top guys. And uh, I think I'm going to have to go with uh, my first one is Wayne Rooney. Okay. Wayne Rooney is my first one. And um, obviously, you know what he's done in oh, football. Um, he's been an absolute diamond and uh, a terror he was a baby face assassin back in the day. And, uh, you know, anyone who goes to Manchester United and scores a, uh, a hat ch- debut on his oh. debut in the Champions League...
0: At uh, 18 as well. Wow. But, you
1: know, a, he's a baby. But the talent, you could see the talent. And he, he played numerous positions. He could play midfield. He could play wide. He could play holding midfield. He could play... He's, he's, he's good in goal as well, I tell you. He's good in goal. <laughs> he was incredible. Incredible talent. First time I played with him, he was fourteen. Looks just like a look like a kid. I thought it was one of the coach's nephews. <laughs> Honestly, just coming for the to the game. In the dressing room, he's putting the kit on. The kid's too big. I'm thinking, who is this kid? Is he coming out for the warm up? So Taffy said to me, uh, you know that you've heard of that kid Rooney. So I said, Yeah. He said, That's him. I said, Who that little kid there? He said, Yeah. He said, Kev, treat him like a first team player. I'm like, what? Well, Dan, what I witnessed, we we're playing Southport. Guys are turning up painter and decorators, non-league, you know, strapping guys. I'm thinking, right, i I'm playing what I'm playing an hour. Cause I'm just coming back from an ankle injury. Um, when I went off, we were winning three, I think it was three nil at the time. Rooney'd got two in the first half. <laughs> And normally you go into the shower. I was captain of the football club, Dan. Normally you just go in. I sat my ass on that bench to watch him. (laughs) Because they moved him. They moved him from centre forward to wide left. And he was running the show from there. So I got into training the next day. And I told the lads in the dressing room that I played with that Rudy at 14. He said, what was he like? I said, he should be here with us now. I said, what have you been drinking, man? What have you <laughs> been drinking? You must be crazy. I said, you will see. Watch and see. Straight from school at 16, he came in. Everybody in the dressing room was just like, oh, my God. At 16, straight from school, he was like, he was top level, mate. I'm telling you. Special, special player.
0: And he Boy, gets in. He obviously scored the goal against Dave Seaman, didn't he? That really yeah. brought him onto the scene. And I remember because it was on Soccer Saturday and I remember Frank McClintock was doing the game and he didn't know whether yeah. to what to do because obviously massive Arsenal. And he was just like, I don't want to cheer this goal, Jeff, but this 16-year-old has just scored an absolute belter against one of the best goalkeepers we've seen. And this mm. kid's going to be special. And I was at school and I'm only about, must be two years younger than Rooney myself. Mm-hmm. And I remember all the kids at school were going, did anyone see that Rooney coming on? Did anyone see that Rooney? He's going to be like the next best thing. And I remember saying to my mates, "I oh, calm down. Like he's only scored because obviously I hated it. He one scored goal. against us. Yeah, so one I'm like, hang goal. on a minute. Like, you know, we've seen a lot of people come and do one goal. He won't do anything. And then I looked and I looked and I thought, God, oh, he looks good, doesn't he? Jesus. Then he scored yeah. again against us, against Everton. Yeah, then he went he to United and the rest is history. Absolute top player.
1: Top player, top mentality. Nice kid as well. Lovely, lovely, lovely lad. Nice family. You know, I've always just wished the best for him because he's always been a, he's been nice to me. He's always been quality guy, quality kid. Brilliant, brilliant player.
0: Can't ask no more. And well, he's gone on to do, be one of the best Premier League strikers ever, if, if not yeah. the best that some people have said. So um, there we go. It leaves you one position. This is uh, this is uh, one I'm looking forward to. Casey, go on, go for it. <laughs> well, look, I don't
1: think honestly, I don't think. The team would be it would be the same. If he and right, right, right was it in there. Right. <laughs> the be- the best finisher I've ever played with. He was. He was incredible. And he the hunger to finish, even in training, was 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 there. And you know, he he came in and he was a breath of fresh air at Arsenal. Um made a massive difference uh, mm. to the football club just his his hunger for goals was always there obviously he came from crystal palace and we always used to we used to give palace a slapping all the time and yeah. right right he could never score against Arsenal never and he used to we used to say to him after you know me myself rocky mickey thomas paul davis pops you like, say hey listen rocky say what are you doing here, man? You need to come up, You need to come over to us, and he would say, "Have a word with George, man. Speak to George." And we're just laughing at him, like you know. What I mean, we don't. T- we don't need you, right? We don't need you. But obviously, we brought him over, and the rest is history. One of our record goal scorers in that list, mm. and uh, you know, broke Cliff Bastings' record, and Thierry Henry broke his record. But what a player to break it! You know, Thierry re was was exceptional. Uh, oh yeah. But but Ian Wright as a finisher, left foot, right foot, header, anything, out the blue, chips, dinks, you know, he was just a special, special guy. And mad as well, he was absolutely mad as well. Brilliant character. And you, you could see the way he's so passionate. You see him now, he's passionate about football. But most of all, Dan, he's passionate about the Arsenal.
0: Oh and that's why I love him obviously you know how much I love Wright he's my favorite Arsenal player probably favorite ever footballer I just absolutely love the guy um and I just think he's he is everything that I loved about football growing up was Ian Wright you know and and I grew up and the first game I ever watched was a Palace game where he scored um, and I just said, "Oh, I love him. Whoever he is, I love him." And uh, my dad, who at the time, believe it or not, wasn't massive mad on football. It was only me mm-hmm. who got my dad into football. And I remember just saying, "I want. Where's he going? Where's Ian Wright going?" They said he's going to Arsenal. And that was me. I was done. I was hooked. I was it. done. Red and white, Ian Wright plays. And I love suppose it. you could say I grew up supporting Ian Wright and mm-hmm. obviously fell in love with the club and uh, because of him. So I have a lot to thank Ian Wright for, for being an Arsenal fan. But I mean, Kev, as far as you're concerned, you two formed an unbelievable partnership. Um, and I miss personally nowadays the four four two formation. It's my favourite formation, always has been, always will be. I love the formation Um, and the combination of a striker like yourself and a striker like Wrighty. It must have been a pleasure playing with Wrighty.
1: Oh, it was a pleasure. I mean, when Wrighty first came, George Graham, I got dropped and um, George Graham said to me that me and Ian Wright are too similar. And I'm like, yeah, because my game was to hunt space with Smudger. So obviously Ian Wright's going to come in and hunt space. So I'm going to have to be a little bit more like Smudger in my game. So I had to get back on the training pitch. But, Ian Wright's electric. And uh, any knockdowns, he said, Cam, even if you don't win it, just make sure he don't win it. Yeah. So I said, that, that's perfect for me so I could use my physical strength then. So you, you see, I think it was the, the goal he scored against Nottingham Forest where Dave Seaman kicks it up the pitch. I I I bump the center off. It goes over his head. Right, he takes a touch, takes another touch and lobs the kick. As long as he, he can get onto it, the opposition are in big trouble. And uh, you know, what what a great guy. we ended up rooming together, etc. It what a bundle of laughs he is, mate. Absolute I'll oh, bet you
0: got some stories in you with writing. Oh, I can tell Absolute diamonds.
1: Hold on, my lips are sealed, Dad. My oh me, you know
0: that. I know that, man. I have got to ask you this. So, Craig's in the chat, and Craig has put this up and said, "Can we ask what the full-length leather jackets were about, KC? <laughs> well, uh, listen,
1: I leather jackets at the time, leather coats and stuff were, were all were all the rage. What all the rage, and um, we were going. It was a European game. Um, we were going away and it, the report was, it's going to be, it's going to be really cold. So I said to, right, I remember saying to righty, righty, look, I'm, I'm bringing, I'm bringing my lever out, mate. I've got to bring my lever out. I've got a big lever. He says, Cam's, I've got a big lever as well. So you bring yours and I'll bring mine. So I brought mine. You know what I mean? And righty he brought his, righties was like going down to the floor, right? He was like, like real big. But when we got on the plane and we got over there, Dan, it was freezing, mate. So we didn't <laughs> care. We were so pleased we brought the, the, the levers out. But that was it. You know, it was just like the fashion at the time. But that's that's another iconic picture because everybody's got something to say about that picture.
0: That is a great picture. It's iconic, and uh, yeah, listen, I'm I'm a huge fan, and um, it's uh, it's it was so hard for me seeing him leave. I absolutely hated it. I was crying. I couldn't stand it. And everyone was going, but we got a Nelka. I was I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> I didn't care yeah. that we had a Nelka, you know. Yeah. I wanted Ian Wright to stay forever. And it was a stage where he was gonna go. And he did go and play, obviously, West Ham, Burnley, Selwick. But I think, you know, he even said when he left Arsenal, a piece of him left and a bit a bit of him just was never the same. Um, yeah. you know, he kind of retired when he left Arsenal, We kind of said, and that to me was was a great, great thing to hear, to be honest with you um but what a player what an unbelievable player um character, Casey, well. character oh massive character huge huge character and you need that in the dressing room don't you you need that well i'll tell you what one thing in this team there's load of characters load <laughs> of characters in this team it's hard isn't it? it's it's hard to pick to pick one i'll, I'll tell you what i'm going to do what two more questions before we wrap up first question who's your captain in this team is it is it the obvious choice Yep. yep tony adams is captain yep. tony tony adams and my last one is Who is the best manager you ever played under? George Graham. George Graham. Has to be. I mean, you've played, listen, you have played under some decent managers, of course, and you've played with some great players. And it's very hard to pick a manager and 11 players, of course. But I think they, the reason I left them to last is because they're just quite easy for me. I think what George Graham did you were a part of, um, was outstanding. Mm. Very, very underrated what he did. A lot of people talk about Arsene Wenger and don't put him in the same light, in my opinion. But George Graham, outstanding manager. Tony Adams, superb captain and leader. And, you know, I know Vieira was outstanding, but for me, he will always be the best captain of mm. Arsenal and Mr Arsenal. Um, so, yeah, those two, very, very easy. Uh, Casey, if you had to put yourself in this team, would you drop Rooney? and play with righty or would you rather play with rooney yeah well listen i don't know whether rooney
1: and righty will work but i know me and righty has worked so exactly (laughs) obviously that has to be it
0: yeah fair
1: partnership back get all the dancing and the bogle going again man yeah
0: (laughs) absolutely uh mate this has been an absolute pleasure thank you so much for doing this mate i've really really enjoyed it i hope you have too man I listen,
1: I always enjoy coming on with you, Dan, and we, we chew the fat and listen, we're talking football and there's load of Arsenal boys in there. So yeah, I'm happy
0: it's been good man there's been over 150 people listening to this and and putting stuff up in the chat apologies if I haven't gone through enough of your comments tonight I've been flicking pictures up and trying to keep up and just uh, chatting away with KC but thank you so much for coming on Kev thank you to everybody in the chat tonight KC are you going over to Hybrid Squad tonight or is it a night off or
1: right now I'll be over there uh, for 8 o'clock
0: there we go so anyone in the chat it
1: will be a good one for everybody to check out tonight it's a oh. trip down
0: memory lane. Oh. FA Cup
1: final. FA Cup. Well,
0: I will be heading 93.
1: over. Yep. And I'll Hillier's be heading over.
0: Well. Is he? Oh, brilliant stuff. Yeah. Look at that. Listen, everyone. 121 of you right now. Over to Highbury Squad for eight o'clock. Check out Sophie and Casey and David Helia. That will be a great show. Um, Until then, we will see you on uh, Monday night. Craig is doing something, I think, tomorrow morning around about 11, half 11, uh, talking about uh, men's mental health, which will be great if you go check that out. Um, If you are not about and you're busy at the weekend, then no worries. We will be back on Monday night at 7 o'clock to discuss all things Arsenal. Until then, you take care and we'll see you next time.